are listening to TKO on CFIU Radio 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario and available worldwide at CFIU.ca. Hey everybody, what is happening? It's your girl Janan right here on TKO. As you already know here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA and other combat sports. We also discuss the issues that surround the world of fighting and talk about notable fighters and athletes, how they got started in the game and where they are now. So hey everybody, what's happening? I'm just so happy to be here today as always. Happy reading week slash winter break to all Ontario University students out there, you know what I'm saying? Uh, it is very, very much deserved, but I know for, for a fact a lot of people actually don't take this week off, even though they they officially have it off, but in their mind and in their scheduling, they just don't take it off. You know, people like your girl right here, they just want to keep up the grind and don't really want to stop grinding and hustling. And they just, you know, they don't want to sleep in. They just wake up the same usual time to go to the gym and hustle, hustle even more and then just do their thing, man. So I guess that's the daily dose of motivation and weekly dose of motivation for you guys. So even though you do have a day off or two or you have the entire week off or you just have the summer break or something, well, you know, that's all good. I'm not saying that you shouldn't rest and everything. Definitely do take a few days to rest and just um, recover from uh, all of that hard work that you've been putting in for the past few months or the past few days or whatever. But all I'm saying is, you know, sometimes you just get bored and you're not productive enough. And I don't know about you guys, but I, I mean, personally, I, I just want to be productive. I Even if it's just house chores, I just want to be productive. I cannot live a day without being productive. So um, I've decided that this week, even though it is winter break for university students, especially U of G students here in Guelph, well, I mean, I'm not saying that I'm not resting again. You know, I am resting, but most of the time I'm just grinding and just doing this good old hustling that I was doing before. So I would definitely recommend that you guys as well, um, you know, hustling is good. And wrestling is good too, but there should be a balance. But at the same time, if you do have the energy and you do have the will and the drive to just go out there and just keep on hustling, just do it. Why not? You know what I'm saying? And especially if you know that in the future, you're just going to look back and say, oh, I'm just so glad that I took some time out of my day to grind and hustle. So, you know, if I didn't do that, I wouldn't be here right now. So that, that would definitely be a motivating thing to, to keep in mind when you're hustling right now, when you're not really supposed to be. But then in the future, you would actually look back and say, oh, I'm just so glad that I did that back in the day. So, yeah, just like I said, daily dose of motivation, weekly dose of motivation. So, yeah, there's that. Oh, man. Let's get back to sports, man. I mean, there is so many phenomenal events happening right now around the world in terms of combat sports. Not just MMA, but also in boxing and jiu-jitsu and wrestling. Man, oh, there's so many great things happening. But this week in particular and exclusively, we're going to be talking about boxing because Oh, man. I mean, come on, man. What a great time to be, to be alive as a combat sports fan, as a martial arts fan. 
I mean, uh, okay, so last week, I actually promised you guys that I'm going to be breaking down the events that are going to be happening um, in the upcoming um, couple of weeks. So I told you that on March 3rd, there's actually so many uh, events happening. So there's UFC 222 that is happening. There's Glory Kickboxing. Uh, what else? Yeah, so there's uh, also the for the WBC Heavyweight Championship of the World in boxing, we're going to be having a phenomenal fight between the current champion Deontay Wilder and Luis Ortiz, the, the contender, the challenger. So that fight is Okay, all of those things are going to be happening on the same day on March 3rd. So last week, we um, we ra- kind of raised awareness of all of those events. So definitely do try to catch up with those events on the 3rd. And we also said that because there, there are so many important events happening on the same day, we will probably break down some of them the week before and then some, some of the other ones during the week leading up to the fight day. So this week, actually, in particular, we are going to be breaking down or rather previewing the fight, the boxing fight between Deontay Wilder and Luis Ortiz. But not only that, we are also going to be thoroughly breaking down the two main boxing events that happened over this past weekend. So the fight that I talked about last week between Eubanks Jr. and Groves and also the fight, uh, the, uh, the welterweight uh, uh, elimination fight, you could say, between uh, uh, Danny Garcia and Brandon Rios. Okay, so those are the main, uh, I mean, those definitely weren't the only boxing events happening. Actually, I think there were like two more uh, major boxing events happening on that same day on Saturday nights this past Saturday. But unfortunately, you guys know how I am. I just keep on talking and talking. And unfortunately, I feel like if we actually do talk about all of the events that happened over this past weekend, we're not going to have enough time to talk about them in a lot of detail. So I've just chosen that. Uh, today we are only going to be talking about the the heavyweight fight between Deontay Wilder and Luis Ortiz, the fight between Garcia and Rios, and the of course the fight between Eubanks Jr. and Groves. Okay, so those are the main things that we have lined up for today. And just like I said, man, I mean, honestly, what a great time to be alive <laughs> as a combat sports fan. And uh, I'm just so happy because uh, these are the matchups that that we, the fans, have always been um, dreaming of. And finally, the promoters are actually listening to our voices and are making these things happen. And yes, I know uh, for a few, especially in boxing, for a few of these fights, we were expecting a different matchup, a different face-off. But I mean, I feel like they're they're um, in that process, in the right track of uh, whoever wins these uh, fights, then they're going to match up the winners uh, to face off against each other. All right, fam. So I guess that is all in terms of reviewing what we have lined up for today here on TKO. So without further ado... Let's get started. Woohoo. Okay, so let's get started by talking about the fight that happened between Eubanks Jr. and Groves. So George, uh, actually his nickname is Saint. So Saint George Groves and Eubanks Jr. So Chris Eubanks Jr. Actually, this fight happened all the way in the UK and Manchester. And okay, honestly, I I personally didn't know what time the fight was happening. I thought it was going to be happening uh, around nighttime here um, if you can if you converted to Eastern time zone 
But I was wrong. I actually caught it by chance. I was just randomly, my mind was just wandering around, and I just, uh, I just uh, was just browsing channels, and then I actually came across um, the the channel that was broadcasting this fight, the fight between Eubanks Jr. and Groves, and it was I, I just caught it, man. I, I was so lucky. I caught it on time because it was like ten minutes before the actual main event, so the actual fight between Eubanks Groves, Eubanks Jr. and Groves. So for that reason, I was just super lucky and just um, I was just praising the Lord. <laughs> I was just so happy anyway. So, OK, here's I, this was what was really interesting to me because we haven't really seen such things in North American combat sports events. So here's what I'm talking about. So in that arena in Manchester that these two guys were fighting, First of all, the arena was packed. And know how the arenas are, the sports arena are in, in the UK, and especially in sp- major sports cities like Manchester and Liverpool and, you know, uh, cities like that. They're, they're really, really big. And the, the, the capacity for the crowd is also really big. So I think around, like, at least... 50,000 people were in the audience and it was packed. It was probably sold out and it just looks super, super hyped up. I feel like the crowd was really hyped up because both guys were actually from the UK. So it was just really, really interesting to see um, how how the crowd was going to react to whatever was happening in that fight. And not only that, I actually figured out, well, okay, here's the thing. I'm going to be totally honest with you guys. Last week, I was just super, super pumped up about the fight because of, um, because of you know, for the sake of the fight itself. I actually didn't know the, the major implications of this fight. So... Um, actually, this fight was in the semifinal of this tournament that whoever wins this tournament is going to win the Muhammad Ali Trophy, okay? So I think the organization that actually um, organized this whole event uh, was called the World Boxing Super Series. So um, you have big guys, big names facing off against one another. And then whoever wins this whole tournament, then they're going to get the Muhammad Ali trophy. And I actually didn't know that this actually existed. And it was just really, really interesting to me to watch that we still to this day um, actually have tournaments in professional boxing. I mean, yeah, we have tournaments in MMA. Like we uh, right now we have the Bellator heavyweight tournament. And then we have um, in Ryzen, we have a lot of tournaments. But I actually didn't know we have tournaments in boxing. So that, so that was pretty interesting to me. And then, you know, just like I said, the arena was just super it just felt really electric and it felt like the promoters really uh, really spent a lot of money on making the fight look really interesting and really really um look nice in a way so by that i mean it wasn't just like they would play the walkout song to the fighters and they would just walk out and nothing would happen. They actually worked on the lighting and the the, the promo videos that they would play before the fighters would walk in. And um, it just looked really ominous to me. And I'm not going to lie to you guys. I got goosebumps like three times just watching just before the fights, just prior to the actual fight. I got goosebumps three times because of how beautifully organized this whole pre-fight walk to the ring was. Just like I said, the crowd was super, super pumped up. Everybody was pumped up. It was just 
it was just really, really well conducted. So I applaud whoever the promoter was for that event and whoever actually came up with this whole idea of um, the Muhammad Ali trophy. And, um, you know, just the whole idea of this tournament and the fact that you're in the end, if you win and move up a level, you are actually going to win this trophy named after Muhammad Ali. I mean, it's just that by itself is a whole nother thing. So I, I just really enjoyed the whole entertainment and uh, uh, the hype of it. Really, I really, really enjoyed it. And so anyway, so going back to the actual fight. So personally, um, I thought Eubanks Jr., given the fact that his uh, his father, so Chris Eubanks Sr., you could say, he himself has been boxing um, in the past. So given, given that fact, I, I just automatically thought and you know it, that's not the most logical thing that you could say it's not really well thought out but I just automatically thought that Eubanks Jr. was a better uh, fighter prior to the fight and uh, after I watched uh, his um, training videos and fight camp and things like that and I compared it to those of um, uh, Groves I just felt like Eubanks Jr. was going to win that fight. And even his father, so Eubanks Sr., was saying that Eubanks Jr. was going to be the next Floyd Mayweather Jr. And, you know, that made a lot of people think, like, yeah, maybe he is actually going to win this fight. But coming into the fight, you know, the fight started. And first of all, okay, the crowd was cheering for Groves, for George Groves. And I was actually surprised because... I thought most people were going to back up Eubanks Jr., but apparently not. And so the fight started. There were a lot of technical um, problems and issues with Eubanks Jr.'s style. Even I, who who hasn't even fought professionally at all, would know how to to work in the ring against Groves. So the thing is, um, Groves is a naturally bigger man in that weight division, in the super middleweight um, weight division in boxing. He just kind of looked taller and the muscles and everything, it just fit. He just looked fit at the at the uh, physical, um, at the physicality that he had in a way, okay? But Eubanks Jr., he, he did look shredded in a way, but it just felt like... He had worked too hard prior to the fight. Maybe that was why things were going down the way that they were going. So the fight started. Um, uh, Groves, George Groves, was obviously utilizing his jab. I mean, that's, that is obviously... Say, okay, if you want to get into a boxing fight with someone, obviously the jab is the most simple thing that comes to mind and the most effective way to just have a basic... Um, uh, offensive and defensive plan against someone. So Groves was obviously just utilizing his jab. But on the other hand, Eubanks Jr., his hands were down and he did not throw a single jab. So, okay, here's a little background about Eubanks Jr. So Eubanks Jr., he has his own power shots, but he, they're only effective in a, in a short range. Like if he gets super close to his opponent, then he's able to utilize power shots. 
But other than that, if he's fighting from a distance, from a full range, from someone, then he can't really do anything. Or at least that's what he chose to do. And for that reason, I was just really, really upset at Eubanks Jr. because I thought that he was going to have a better game plan in this fight because um, Groves obviously knows about the fact that Eubanks Jr.'s power shots are super dangerous, so he wants to keep the fight at a, at a full range and full distance. Okay, so he's constantly sticking out his hands and just throwing constant jabs at Eubanks Jr. And Eubanks Jr. isn't really doing anything about it until about the seventh round or something. And it was just really disappointing to watch that, especially because you know the assets that Eubanks Jr. has, but he's he's just not utilizing them at all. He's not utilizing them well at all. But Groves, I just feel like he fought a better fight and um, with the skill set that he had, he just he just fought the right way. I can't really think of another way that Groves could have fought against, I'm so sorry to say this, but against the stupidity of Eubanks Jr. I'm really sorry to say that just like I said, I'm, I'm a huge Eubanks Jr. Uh, fan, but I was just super disappointed at the way that he came out in this fight and he didn't have a smart game plan. I don't know why he fought the way he fought because he, if he if he wanted to, he could have changed the way that he was fighting and he could have easily, easily just uh, utilized more jabs, uh, utilized more one-two combinations and just, um, you know, yes, it was going the way Groves actually wanted to, but even if that's the case, as a professional fighter, as someone who's been in the game for such a long time, you should be able to adapt to whatever is in front of you and to be, be, be still be good at it. So that's the way that I put it. But unfortunately, Eubanks Jr. could not deliver at all. And it was just really disappointing to watch. And also, um, here's another thing that Groves did that really neutralized whatever Eubanks Jr. was going to bring to the table. So even whenever you, uh, yeah, Eubanks Jr. wanted to get close to Groves and throw power shots like uh, powerful uppercuts, um, Groves would actually uh, get an underhooks with Eubanks Jr. as if he was in a wrestling fight. And it was just, I mean, that's definitely not the way that I would do it because, I mean, come on, you're in a boxing fight. You should not grapple with the guy that you're fighting. You should you should use boxing-only skills to defend against your opponent and to just charge forward. But unfortunately, um, Groves Jr., or not Groves Jr., unfortunately, um, Groves, George Groves, he just... Um, went for underhooks and just kept grabbing Eubanks Jr.'s arm so that he can't really do anything. And so that was the way that Groves Jr., or oh my God, not Groves Jr., Groves, George Groves, chose to fight whenever the fight would um, shorten in distance and whenever um, Eubanks Jr. got closer and closer to George Groves. So that was the way that he decided to defend against those things, defend against those powerful shots. And well, you know what? It actually worked for him because in the end, Groves um, won that fight through unanimous decision. But I just feel like I really hoped that Eubanks Jr. would would be advised, at least by his corner, to to do a bit more and to just fight a bit smarter. I mean, 
I don't know why things went down the way they did in that fight, but it was just really bizarre to watch, especially to watch those ridiculous things come from uh, Eubanks Jr., just like I said, because, uh, you know, he's a powerful, he's a talented boxer, but I just don't know why he fought the way he fought on fight nights. And so, yeah, so um, here we are. Uh, St. George Groves is moving on in the Muhammad Ali Trophy Tournament. Good for him. And also, I don't know. I mean, whenever... Okay, the time that the decision was actually announced after the fight, uh, Eubanks Jr., he just shrugged his shoulders as if, you know, he just thought it is what it is. But I do disagree i could not disagree more with what he did and oh it's just so frustrating as a boxing fan who actually understands or okay i don't want to <laughs> brag about myself but i mean it's not just me i bet it's not just me but a lot of boxing fans and just combat sports fans out there we know the sport we know how the sport actually works and we know if something is uh, fishy in the game, because something as simple as that should have been so obvious to a professional fighter. And I just don't know why he did not utilize the tools that he had on fight night. Anyway, okay, I just feel like I'm, I'm, I might be overthinking it. I don't know, you guys, uh, you guys sent in your comments about the fight between Eubanks Jr. and Groves, because I just thought... It, it, the fight was a bit fishy so yeah I'm just gonna leave it there and with that okay oh man I talked a long time about that fight anyway so I'm just quickly gonna move on to the fight that happened between Danny Garcia the former WBC champion at the welterweight uh, division so he fought um, Brandon Rios and this was a contender eliminator fight so whoever won this fight would actually get a chance to to fight for the belts for the other belts rather in the welterweight division or who uh, okay so okay um let me rephrase so uh danny garcia uh, before this fight he fought keith thurman so at the time danny garcia was the wbc welterweight champion however he lost that fight to keith thurman in a split decision and so he lost his belt to keith thurman so keith thurman um he has um his belt now and uh who, so whoever wins this fight between rios and garcia then they're gonna get another chance at um at the at the belt against keith thurman who's the current champion okay so that fight was also really, really nice to watch because it was just two high-level guys just facing against each other and just going at it and just taking their chances and not really holding back with their shots. And it was just, I, I really applauded both guys at the end, and especially um, Rios, Brandon Rios. <laughs> Spoiler, unfortunately, he got knocked out. Um in the ninth round, I believe, and for the entire length of the fight, as long as the fight lasted, I, I personally felt like it was a very close fight. Um, however, I just feel like um, Danny Garcia had a better chance at sneaking in punches um, towards Rios, and I feel like Rios... Uh, could have done a bit more in terms of uh, ducking away from punches. But Danny Garcia also took a lot of punches and he didn't really bother to duck away from those punches. So, But I feel like the fact that he could take it and not even get wobbled a little bit, so that's that's a good thing. 
Um, so just like I said, the fight was really, really interesting, and um, it was super close, and it was just really unfortunate that uh, Rios, Brandon Rios, got knocked out in the ninth round, and so here we are, Danny Garcia wins, and he gets a potential chance against Keith Thurman or other guys in the welterweight division if he chooses to. Uh, well, obviously, he's on uh, his way to get back his belt, his WBC belt, but I just feel like both guys are just super talented, both Rios and Garcia, and especially Garcia. I'm, I'm a huge fan of Danny Garcia, and uh, I feel like he can definitely, um, uh, the uh, you know, revolutionize the, the welterweight division. Okay, here's the thing. So, well, the, okay, in boxing right now, across all organizations, I feel like it's the welterweight, the middleweight slash super middleweight, and the heavyweight divisions that are just on fire because there's so many talented fighters in all of those divisions, and they're they're really like like young lions, like young tigers, just wanting to fight each other for that belt, for that glorious belt, man. So for that reason, I just really applaud all of those guys that are fighting and all of those divisions. And yeah, shout out to all of them. Okay, anyway, <laughs> so without further ado, let's get to the preview, previewing of the fight, the heavyweight fight between Deontay Wilder and Luis Ortiz. So Luis Ortiz is from Cuba and he's a Olympic gold medal winner. So that's good. That's really, really good, and that's how dangerous of a fighter Luis Ortiz is. And he's a big guy. And yes, I know a lot of people would say that Luis Ortiz doesn't really have the speed that um, other guys in the heavyweight division have, like guys like um, Anthony Joshua or even Deontay Wilder himself. Yes, um, I definitely do agree that he does not have the speed of those guys. However, if one, if even one of his shots do connect to you especially to your head then rest in peace yeah because that's just how things work with Luis Ortiz and for that reason that's just how that actually that is the reason why this fight between Luis Ortiz and Deontay Wilder is such an exciting one because we on one hand you have Deontay Wilder who's the current WBC heavyweight champion uh, who has so much power and the speed and his um, style actually reminds me of Muhammad Ali's because um, of his uh, great footwork and his agility and the fact that he's constantly uh, dynamic in a fight and um, he's not afraid to throw a punch and he does it in such a great speed even though he's a heavyweight uh, but he does it at such a great speed and such a great power and so that is definitely something to admire about him and on the other hand just like I said you have Luis Ortiz who is this dangerous dangerous fighter and his shots are literally bombs because when they do connect you're you're done so for that reason, we, okay, I feel like uh, Deontay Wilder's chin can take a few punches, but I feel like if even one of Luis Ortiz's uh, shots, even if it's at like 60% efficiency, if one of those 
do connect to Deontay Wilder's chin. I feel like Deontay Wilder is going to go down. But at the same time, I feel like if Deontay Wilder really efficiently utilizes the speed that he possesses in his style, then he he's going to be in a great advantage against Luis Ortiz. And, you know, if he just tires him out, if he tires out Luis, uh, excuse me, Luis Ortiz, then I feel like he's going to have a great chance at uh, winning this fight through... Um, a decision potentially but I feel like okay here's the thing here's the honest truth because we're talking about boxing we're not talking about MMA and boxing everybody knows that the judges might pull something against you so I feel like especially in this case because Luis Ortiz is the underdog here if Luis Ortiz wants to win this fight he should not let the fight go to decision he should prove everybody wrong and he should actually knock out we should finish Deontay Wilder if he wants to be declared the winner of this fight and to be declared the WBC heavyweight champion of the world. So that is the game plan that he needs to carry out in this fight. And with that, I really want to encourage all of you guys to watch this fight on March 3rd. Yes, I know if you're an MMA fan, that sucks because the fight is going to be happening around the same time that UFC 222 is happening and probably around the same time that the co-main event and the main event of that UFC card is happening. But okay, I've done this before. Um, If I can do it, then you guys can do it. Just pull out two screens, watch the fights simultaneously. You will not regret it because I feel like, you know, UFC 222 is important because a lot of important fights are happening on that uh, on that fight card. But I feel like at the same time, this Ortiz and um, Deontay Wilder fight is also pretty important for not just for uh, for the fight itself, but for what other implications it could have in the future you know we're gonna do big things in the heavyweight division in boxing and for that reason i would definitely recommend everybody to watch that boxing card on march 3rd and with that unfortunately fam that is all the time we're gonna have for this week and make sure so you make sure that you go to cfr.ca to catch up with tko And next week, we're going to be talking about, um, exclusively actually talking about UFC 222. And with that, I will just leave you there. And until next time, it's your girl Jenna right here. And this is TKO. Peace out. (laughs) 